I'm Pastor Daniel Morris, and you're listening to Sharing the Bread of Life, a podcast by St. Timothy's Lutheran Church in Skokie, Illinois. Whether you're a first-time listener or a regular subscriber, I pray that Christ feeds you from the stories and testimony you'll hear today. We do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. May the Lord fill you with every good thing, and may you have enough left over to share. A reading from the prophet Hosea. When Israel was a child, I loved him, and out of Egypt I called my son. The more I called them, the more they went from me. They kept sacrificing to the Baals and offering incense to idols. Yet it was I who taught Ephraim to walk. I took them up in my arms, but they did not know that I healed them. I led them with cords of human kindness, with bands of love. I was to them like those who lift infants to their cheeks. I bent down to them and fed them. They shall return to the land of Egypt and Assyria shall be their king because they have refused to return to me. The sword rages in their cities. It consumes their oracle priests and devours because of their schemes. My people are bent on turning away from me. To the Most High they call, but he does not raise them up at all. How can I give you up, Ephraim? How can I hand you over, O Israel? How can I make you like Adma? How can I treat you like Zeboim? My heart recoils within me. My compassion grows warm and tender. I will not execute my fierce anger. I will not again destroy Ephraim, for I am God and no mortal. The Holy One in your midst, and I will not come in wrath. We do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So Amanda, Ethan, and I were out running errands at Kohl's the other night. We pulled into the parking lot, and as I was getting Ethan out of the car, I heard a mother yell, Stop! I looked up to see a preschooler held back by her mother's outstretched arms as a truck sped past. The conversation that followed was tense. Her mother, still frightened by the experience, impressed upon her the need to look both ways before crossing the streets. Her mother's quick reflexes drew her out of harm's way. However, things might not end so well next time if she continues to ignore her mother's words. Ignoring a caretaker's words can have deadly consequences. The prophet Hosea saw this, and more, much more, when the word of the Lord came to him in the northern kingdom's final days. Sometimes called Israel, and sometimes called Ephraim, 
The northern kingdom repeatedly ignored God's word spoken through Moses and the prophets. Generations stubbornly went their own way, sacrificing to the Baals, praising the Baals, giving themselves to the Baals. God was deeply grieved by their rejection. God chose all Israel for life. But Israel was bent on choosing death. Hosea poignantly expressed God's grief in heart-rending imagery. God longed for the days when Israel nuzzled against God's cheek. God longed for the days when the newborn Israel cried out for him. God taught the northern kingdom to walk. But Ephraim walked straight to the Baals. God picked Ephraim up. But Ephraim pushed God away, squirming out of God's arms. God kissed Ephraim's scrapes to make them better. And Ephraim ran to Baal for comfort. But Baal did not love Ephraim as God did. Baal would not shout a prophetic stop to end the scheming and the backstabbing in the capital, Samaria. Baal would not stretch his arm out to save them when they dared the Assyrian king to destroy them. Ephraim successfully broke free from God's grip, and their chosen savior led them to destruction in 722 BCE. While Hosea seems to oversimplify the political situation of his time, his message dramatically illustrates the dangers of ignoring and resisting God's word. Imagine going to the doctor and being told to exercise more and lose some weight to avoid serious health problems in the future. Or imagine lighting up an e-cigarette Will you watch a public service announcement about the dangers of vaping? Unobstructed, the word spoken to you brings you to repentance. You plan your meals for the week. You schedule your physical activity. And you buy a case of nicotine patches the next time you're at Walgreens. But if you resist the word spoken to you, you accept the consequences that follow. How much more is at stake when the word that God speaks has spoken, has taken on flesh in Jesus Christ? God created us with free will, which means that we are free to resist God. We are free to resist the Holy Spirit calling us through the gospel. We are free to struggle against God's saving hand, which delivered us from death to life. We are free to push the crucified Christ away and to seek comfort from a Savior of our choosing. There is a danger in our freedom. Like Ephraim, we may end up getting what we want. Like Ephraim, we will discover that the Savior we have chosen has no power to save. God is 
different from the saviors that we choose. Because we did not choose God. God chose us. God chose Abraham to be the father of a great nation in the days before the Exodus. God chose Israel for life when they were enslaved in Egypt. God chose David and his descendants to rule as kings over a united Israel. God chose Jeroboam and his descendants to rule as kings over Ephraim when they seceded from the house of David and from Judah. God did not choose Abraham, Israel, David, or Jeroboam because they were worthy. God did not even choose them because they were qualified. In many respects, they were some of the least qualified people. God chose them out of love. God's choices are as mysterious and irrational to us as any choice made out of love. It's clear from Hosea that God loved the nation of Israel, calling them my son. God chose them out of love as an act of sheer grace. God continued to choose them, even when they tested God's love by embracing the Baals. Just as God chose them out of love, so God has chosen us out of love in Christ. God has taken care of humanity's salvation in Christ. He stretched out his saving arms on the cross to deliver us from sin and death. Through baptism into his death, God claims us for life. God teaches us to walk through the proclamation and study of God's word. God bends down to feed us with bread and with wine, kissing our scrapes, forgiving our sins, and granting us eternal life. All of this is sheer grace. God's love for us is as irrational as God's love revealed in Scripture. God's generosity towards proven sinners like us is equally mysterious. The life God has claimed us for Walking, feeding, forgiving is a life that we are privileged to share with others. We are privileged to share the story of humanity's salvation with others. We are privileged to share that story with those we love and with those we don't. We are privileged to bear the spiritual energy of the Lord's table out into our communities, working for healing and wholeness. We are privileged to be renewed by God's grace as we step out into the world so that we may show such grace to others. Perhaps most importantly... We are privileged to know that even when we test God's love for us, and we will test God's love for us,
God will continue to choose us. God will choose you. God will choose me. God will choose this world for love. And God will bring us back to life for Christ's sake. The word that took on flesh in Christ takes on flesh in us. God's spirit struggles within us to bring that word to birth in our lives. We can resist it. We can be transformed by it. We cannot escape it. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Sharing the Bread of Life. For more information on the mission and ministries of St. Timothy's Lutheran Church, please visit our website at www.stTimothyskokie.org or like us on Facebook. Check back next week for a new episode. The blessing of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you now and always.